You're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have Maddie Kay, who is a photographer here in Asheville, North Carolina. Maddie, thanks for joining us. Uh, let's start out with your favorite drink. Oh my gosh, my husband's been making me a mean pita colada during this uh, <laughs> quarantine time. So I've been having one every day. Very tropical. I know. Did that stem from something? Is there a story behind that? Oh, no. I went to the grocery store. We were shopping and I just said, oh, why would anybody buy, you know, this coconut? He said, oh, it's for pina coladas. I said, oh, I've never had one. And he went right home and made me two pita coladas. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't regret it since. It's been, it's been a good, <laughs> good drinking at our house lately. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. So you actually cut the coconut open and serve it out of that? I say he did it all. I just sat there and drank the drink. So I don't know what he did, but he made it to perfection. <laughs> that is awesome. Great. So, Maddie, I also want to start out with any crazy wedding stories that you might have or anything that's remarkable or, you know, something you want to share with our listeners. I think it's impossible to be in this industry and not have crazy wedding stories. But uh, the first one's like my own. This is when I was a rookie. One of my very first weddings, you know, I, I corresponded with them. I said, you know, here's the date, the time, the church. And I showed up and I walked inside the church and it, the ceremony was already happening. And I, I just looked around and I'd say like 200 people were in the church. And I just, I was back. I was like, what's happening? And I just started photographing. And then I walked out the church. I was like, I'm at the right place, right? I mean, this is what's going on. And then I, I walked around to the back and their wedding was in the basement portion which I did not know. <laughs> rookie, rookie mistake. And I walked down there and, you know, luckily their, their wedding hadn't started yet, but I have about 50 images of some person's random wedding. That I, <laughs> I photographed. <laughs> and then the other one was, was from this past summer. Um, I don't know if you've been to the Arboretum. That venue is gorgeous. Um, they have a little amphitheater and they have about 50 stone steps. Um, and this dad was walking his bride down and it was such a beautiful moment he was talking to her telling her you know all these really beautiful remarks things like you know everything's gonna change nothing's gonna change like really like deep stuff mm. so this bride was looking up at her dad and as she looked up she tripped and she went face first into the step like not just a little stumble she went all the way down and the whole crowd you know gasped and there was it was just the tension was really thick and she looked up right at me and she said, I hope you got that photo. <laughs> Everyone laughed. She went on to have an amazing ceremony. But like, th th my couples are great like that. Like that, those are, you can't have a wedding without, you know, highs and lows like that. It, something is always going to happen. You can't have a perfect day. But uh, <laughs> you, can, you can bounce back from them for sure. I agree. You just got to roll with the punches, you know. Sure. That reminds me of your first story about, you know, going to the wrong spot of the church. Um, I was doing a backyard wedding and the address, you know, it's out in the country, it's out in Canton, right? So the addresses aren't like prominent because we're out in the sticks and I see a wedding happening. So I drive the truck down, you know, to the spot <laughs> and it's the wrong, it's not the right wedding. You know, I'm like, Hey, are you so excited? They're like, Oh my God, you gave me a surprise <laughs> cocktail truck. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was like, where's Gabe and Amy? And you know, they're like, Oh, Gabriel. It's and the, one of the names was similar too. That's what was funny oh. about it. They're like, 
oh yeah it's gabriel's and samantha's wedding i'm like no that's not the bride's name <laughs> they're like yes it is <laughs> so that was that was pretty funny um so what was the you know what sparked you to start being a wedding photographer were you always into photography or did did you have a friend ask you no i you know probably similar to other people who respond to photography i went on a trip took pictures and said oh that that's pretty remarkable that you know to take pictures capture a story i mean i mean that's all it is the capturing the story sharing it with other people is is an amazing high um i i got my first job at a newspaper um, and I don't think I've ever woken up at 6 a.m. to go run to my mailbox to get that newspaper to see my picture, page six. Yeah. You know, that thrill of of capturing that story and sharing it with the community. In in weddings, it, you know, you're capturing a story to preserve it to, you know, share it with them. Like such a special time. Like weddings really are something amazing to capture. I mean, people who are never going to be together again are in on that mm -hmm. one day and so there's just some amazing moments there um so to be a photographer and capture weddings a lot of i'd say like 10 years ago there was such a stigma like oh you're gonna sell out and be a wedding photographer it's like no like being mm -hmm. a wedding photographer is such a high um yeah. it's a very service-based job and i really i really love it <laughs> yeah yeah That's for sure so how'd you get started? What did you, did you, um, just put it, you know, start a website and start getting interest or. Right. I mean, it always starts with that family member, right? A family yeah. <laughs> that says, Hey, will you photograph my wedding? And I remember I did that and, and I actually hated it. It was in a really dark drafty church. Um, same thing for the section. I said, Oh, I'll never do that again. Mm. Um, and then I moved to Asheville and the Asheville scene is very different. Um, you know, it's a lot of mountaintop weddings more adventurous, uh, I'd say, wedding approaches, which is really my style, um, kind of unconventional weddings. There is nothing wrong with a traditional church wedding, and, and I photograph those as well, but those adventure, adventurous couples wanting to have that mountain wedding, I mean, that's definitely uh, what I'm here for, and just a very different feel. Where did you move from? Ooh, tricky question. We lived in Montana, um, and then to Chicago, and then now to Asheville. Oh, interesting transition. Very. I mean, Montana was our dream state. I think Asheville is kind of a mini version, but you get that luxury. So I love Asheville. You can go into the city, have a city experience, mm -hmm. go drive up the Blue Ridge Parkway, go on a trail, and you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, so it's a Asheville is one of those great spots in the U.S. I mean. That's why people are moving here. It's yeah, I agree. I think the it's dynamic in the sense that you can see a really good show, you know, at the Orange Peel or maybe the Cellular Center. And then you could, you know, have a really nice meal at one of our amazing restaurants. And then, yeah, in 15 minutes, you could be on the parkway. And get a 30 minutes, you could be. So, yeah, so it, I, I do appreciate that. Um, because where I lived before, I was 30 minutes to the closest town, but there wasn't anything really remarkable about that. You know, there wasn't, it was, it was like an hour. I was an hour and a half from Raleigh, Durham, you know, that area. Right. So if I wanted to see like a, a show, you know, like a, you know, a musician that, that I actually. Montana, Montana, you had to drive about an hour for good groceries, about an hour right. and a half to like be in a city and it, but you no, know, 
it's just the payoff. So yeah. that you can get the show and you can get the wilderness all in the same package without having to drive five hours somewhere. Exactly. And are you, I know you have some land with your animals. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, we have 17 animals in two acres and a lot of people say that doesn't work, but as Ashvillian as it sounds, you know, we have all of our chickens and ducks and sheep, dogs and a rabbit. We uh, have it all. <laughs> I know. I love, I love your, I love your Instagram because I, it's just like a little virtual petting zoo. Right. That's all I do all day. <laughs> I edit pictures, go outside, maybe pet the rabbit, come back inside. Yeah. And I, I want to know a little bit more about your sheep. I know a lot of people don't know about the different breeds, but there's dozens of breeds of each, you know, almost every backyard farm animal. Oh, yeah. We have some baby doll sheep, which in quotations, you know, are uh, designer sheep. They're really short. They're meant to be in vineyards, which my husband is a winemaker, which is why we end up getting them. Um, just Google, stop right where you're doing. Stop listening to this podcast. Google <laughs> baby doll sheep and you'll get sucked in. And they're the cutest darn things you've ever seen. Yeah, I remember when you first got them, well, at least on the Instagram I did. And they are very cute. Very, very cute. What's your Instagram handle, by the way? It's maddiek.photography. Um, Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E-K-K-A-Y. Okay. Great, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, so back to the photography. What do you love most about um either the industry or your business or the day of. I know you talked a little bit about the story and capturing that. Um, but is there anything else you want to, you know, talk about in regards to what you love the most? I think it's coming in. Um, and like I was saying, how families are coming together um, that really have never been together before. And just how these families, you know, accept us in all us wedding vendors. I mean, I feel like a part of that family which is really special. I mean, that's very rare to have that happen really anywhere, but they, they welcome you in. Thank you profusely for making that day happen. And it's just such a special feeling to, to feel that. I agree. We did a wedding last, I believe it was last November and the uncle of either the bride or groom had an alpaca farm. Oh and God. so he was going on about the alpacas to me, you know, when he was getting drinks. And I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, we make all sorts of stuff with the alpaca wool. I'm like, I know I'm wearing alpaca wool socks. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, right now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me his card and he said, Hey, if you want some free, you know, alpaca socks, I'll send you some. So <laughs> I still got to, I got to find that card and get my <laughs> socks. But yeah, it is. I, I agree. It's a great opportunity for folks to come together. And that's what I've realized since I started my business and done you know, dozens of weddings is that it really is a day or a weekend for your closest friends and family to, you know, spend time with you and each other. So I, I love that. And um, I recorded a, there's a podcast either last week or the week before um, with Michelle Zimmer of Camp Pinnacle. And I just love camp weddings for that fact, you know, because everyone's on site for the whole weekend and they get to hang out. So have you shot any camp weddings yet? Yeah. So Falling Creek Camp, um, they do it. They're an all boys camp and I've done two weddings there. And it's, it's amazing because these were also people who were camp counselors there. So that place meant so much to them. Um, you could just tell them being there, they, they were feeling all those past memories and, and what it meant to them. Some of the, one of the couple actually met there. So like that, was super special 
um, for those camp weddings. There's, there's a great feeling to it. I don't know about you, but I was a camper when I grew up. I went to camp for like 15 years. So there's just that special, <laughs> even if you didn't go to that camp, you just, you breathe in the air and you remember how that felt to be a little kid at camp. And yeah, that's, that's special. And we do have a nice, um, a nice variety of summer camps that allow weddings in the area. Uh, I know Camp Pinnacle, Camp Tonawanda, Camp Wayfarer, um, Camp Hope does weddings. I think that's the one that I mistakenly went to. I think it was Camp Hope. It's in Canton, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so many over there near Brevard there's a, area. There, there's yeah. so many camps out there, which are beautiful. Yeah, and Asheville in general is a great place to get married because your friends and family will likely want to travel here. Oh, it's so, it's you know? not hard to convince them. All you have to do is say Asheville. They'll look it up. First, they'll think you said Nashville. Okay? <laughs> and then once you say, no, Asheville, they'll look it up and say, oh, yeah, we're there in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so what's your biggest challenge as a wedding photographer? Ooh, that one's rough. Asheville has, I think, somewhere around 6,000 weddings in the area. I don't even know the surrounding area. So really, as a vendor, it, it's about exposure, getting yourself in front of your couples, because we're competing against so many. I mean, if you just Google Asheville wedding photographers, I've done it once, and I think I sat there and cried, because I went to page 29, and I still didn't see my website. I mean, it's, it's very hard to get your stuff out there to the right people. Um, so that, that's a constant struggle. I think more like day of struggles are the weather. Asheville, you know, you can have your crazy thunderstorm come in and rain for a few hours and be gone. Uh, you can have really windy weather, but then, you know, you can have a gorgeous summer day. It, those are all the things you have to kind of be prepared for. Uh, for the weather is, you know, something you can't control, but have to be prepared in every way. Yeah, we've had a few rain wedding days and... Yeah. I have this big tent. It's like a 10 by 20 that I put up, you know, between the venue and the truck. Um, and it worked well for a few times, you know, it would completely cover their, the entrance to the bar. So it worked really well. But the last wedding we did with it was in October at Camp Pinnacle. And I bent the tent the wrong way, trying to get it back together. And after that, it was a lost cause. I couldn't figure it out I was just like whatever I, I just crammed it in the back of my pickup truck that I was hauling the, the truck with and I just you know I had to recycle it I had to <laughs> I had to bring it to BIMCO uh you know that's what it's called right BIMCO the Biltmore right. metal recycling yeah. anyway so yeah rain, rain can be a problem and a lot of these mountaintop venues are windy and people don't think of it. I mean, say you're wearing a veil. I've seen so many mm. veils just ripped right from the bride's hair. I mean, wow. gone. Um, so wind is a huge factor. I mean, it's beautiful. You can't, you can't take away from how stunning it is to have a wedding on a map. I mean, you can't beat those views. It's amazing, but you have to tackle with the wind. Very few times you don't get any wind at all. Um, so that's just, I think a lot of people don't really take that into consideration. Um, have you have you done a wedding at Cabin Ridge yet? I have not. They have amazing views, but it's a uh, it's a very it's a smaller reception um, site. So I think it's good for like 100 to 150, not not more than that. Um, but yeah, their views are amazing, and the sunsets right you know right over the mountains. So I yeah I think that's a great um, a great venue choice. But I also think people need to just figure out what their priorities are. 
right. their guests are coming in from all over and they want a place for them to stay, I'm back to the camp wedding, the summer camp wedding, <laughs> oh, right? So many problems, right? You know, and, and a lot of times they're set up for weddings. They have the kitchen, they have the, you know, commercial fridges, they have the ice maker for, for me. <laughs> and yeah, I like that. But if you really want those mountain views, they have, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure out your priorities, I think. For sure. When we got married here, we got married October 27th. I thought that was perfect. I said, oh, the end of the fall weather, it'll be great. But the same time people travel from all over to Asheville to see the leaves change. So all my guests had such a hard time finding a hotel room at a reasonable price. They were emailing me, hey, <laughs> where can I find you know, a place? And I said, oh, like, I wish I would have rethought that going back. If I could redo my wedding, I think I, I would maybe go for more of a camp wedding, something that already has accommodations because that was such a hard point for my guests to find reasonable accommodations um, anywhere, really. I mean, all the Airbnbs, I mean, you know, you, you try to find any Airbnb or hotel around October, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. And the summer camp weddings though, you know, they, your accommodations are very rustic. So you need to make sure your guests are into that if that's what you think you're going right. to offer. But I've also heard of those same, those couples that do get married at summer camps. Um, they'll actually rent out those cabins to their guests and make back money. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, like it's a potential, like, you know, cause they can cost, right. Several thousand dollars, maybe seven, eight, nine thousand. I don't, I don't know exactly how much, but they just charged each guest, you know, a very modest fee, I think of, you know, maybe a hundred, $200. I don't know what it was for the weekend, right. but you add that up with, you know, a hundred guests and you're, uh, that's a, I like that little insider tip. That yeah. Happens. Yeah. That's a Jack's 47 tip. For <laughs> so uh, you know one of the goals of this podcast is to showcase vendors and help connect couples with vendors that are a good fit for them so who would you say is your ideal client and you know who do you love working with and uh you know maybe describe a little more about how you operate so people could see if that's a good fit for them right um I say my images aren't perfect. That if you're you're looking for perfection or a really staged, that, that that's not me. Um, really, the wedding industry has kind of moved in that direction, um, being more less traditional and more, I'd say, natural, candid. But I kind of like to put it how I start most of my engagement photo sessions. I say, you know, I have couples who will do a boob grab and a butt grab in the first thirty seconds, and I have couples who feel uncomfortable kissing in front of me. And both of those are 100% okay, that mm. you are okay as you are, that I'm not here to, to make you something else, that yeah, I'll give you prompts and poses, suggestions, if those feel uncomfortable to you, we don't have to do them. You, you know, I, I want to be more of, <laughs> of a photographer who, who helps facilitate moments than forces a moment. Um, mm. Kind of a good example of this is there's a classic photo that a lot of brides want with their bridesmaids and it's the picture of them laughing <laughs> you know with their girls and it's, it's a beautiful picture and photographers can approach it two ways they can either say hey laugh for me and that makes that makes me cringe a little bit because you're that, those people are going to look back and say do you remember that moment when she said laugh forcing a laugh or what you can do is you can get all those girls together and say hey how was your bachelorette party tell me about a super funny or embarrassing moment and right there, you're having them talk together 
they're going to automatically laugh. One of them's going to be, have some sort of story to tell. Um, and that right there, making the image something that they remember bonding over, that it was a real actual moment that you captured. It wasn't a forced thing that you put on them. Um, so I approach my photography that way. I, I try to put prompts that are like that, you know, questions that they can talk together and, and have um, beautiful, a beautiful moment that they'll remember later instead of them remembering their photographer told them to smile on command, like, like hey, <laughs> I need a, a really big laugh right now. Yeah, so, you're right. That's, yeah, candid is always best. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah, more candid than traditionalist. But during a wedding, you know, I, I try to do a 50-50. You, know, you want to get those pictures of people together. Like I said, that maybe won't ever be together again. So you get those pictures of people actually, hey, smile at me, you know, capture that picture. Um, but then you're getting pictures of people talking, you know, laughing together. So it's a nice a blend in, uh, during a wedding day. So I've seen some of your editing work, the before and after. Oh, I love doing that. That's amazing. I, uh, everyone, you have to check out. Do you, do you ever post that or is it only on your stories? I, I do a lot of my stories. I should do more. I have one or two on my Instagram where you can swipe okay. over to see the original. Yeah, I encourage everyone to check that out because it's amazing. I mean, you see all these things like, you know, maybe power lines or, or just people or whatever and you just make it all go away and just the couple, it's just a couple. Like Focus on that couple. If it's distracting, get it out of there. I mean, you don't yeah. want to abuse the situation and make the, the picture what it wasn't. But at the same time, yes. if there's a person eating a hot dog right next to the couple, I'm going to take that lady out. She doesn't need to be in there, you know? Well, it really, I mean, it, it does wonders. I, I've gasped when I've seen, you know, on your stories, because I'm like, oh, that's a decent picture. And then you go to the next one and you see the edited version and you're like oh my gosh like that's that's a, a great picture so um i've seen a lot of it at the biltmore do you traditionally do that at for like the wedding reception or is it only for like the engagement photos where that's really necessary like i was saying i really wrestle with making it true to life versus putting your artistic flair on it i mean that's what we are we're here to be put you're hiring us to not just take pictures i mean your grandpa can take the pictures you're hiring us to make the magic. And I think that's what editing is. I mean, I always talk with the DJ during a wedding and we'll, we'll both, you know, have banter back and forth. And I'll always say to them, your, your night ends the moment that you put away your stuff. My night ends, you know, two weeks from now, after I've been editing at the computer for 40 hours, you know, to finish this wedding gallery. So, that, so our work is, you know, that day, but then the other 70% <laughs> is sitting down at the computer and culling through that wedding, taking away the images that don't need to be there, you know, blinking, things like that, double pictures, and then getting it to where that's a, a beautiful piece of artwork from your day. Um, that's what, it's a lot of hard work to get to that final wedding gallery. There's a lot of behind the scenes, and I'm curious, how many pictures on average do you take, and how many hours do you spend per wedding? This is always different for every photographer. I've heard a lot of different answers, but for me, an eight-hour wedding, um, I'll take around 3,000, 4,000 images, and I'll cull those down to, I, I promise, at least 500 photos. Usually, I deliver around 800 to 1,000. So, you sit there, <laughs> you have to look at every single one of those images to see what is meant to be in that final, what, what's worthy to be in that end gallery. Wow. And so, how long does that take on average? 
each wedding I give at least um, 20 hours for the basics and then to polish up another 10 hours um, for each wedding. So when you have a, a Friday, Saturday or <laughs> Friday, Saturday and Sunday wedding, that, that next week is, is going to be insane. Um, so when people say, why does it take a whole month to get my images back? Believe me, we are not just sitting on these images. We are working our butt off to get that final product to you because we want it to look great um, for that, for when you sit down with your now husband, now wife and see that final gallery, you want to say, wow, you know, to be underwhelmed is not, <laughs> you, you want to deliver past what you promised. That's always the, the goal for a vendor is to over, overshoot and give that couple just something amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I think some people forget that you only have a limited amount of Saturdays you can work. <laughs> right. And there's all this behind the scenes. Like that's what I, one of the reasons, you know, I like interviewing different vendors because we get to talk about everything that the couple doesn't see and that we don't necessarily advertise, you know, like I, I don't advertise that I'm rebuilding the rear end on my truck and it's taking me, costing me, you know, hundreds of dollars in parts and hours and greasy hands. Right. I don't, <laughs> no one really needs to see that, <laughs> but just so folks know, like there's a lot of behind the scenes work for every vendor um, in every category. Right. And I think photography ha probably has the most, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think videographers, I think videographers win that cake a little bit more. You're saying videographers. Is video, I think photographers a lot of time. I think videographers, cause you have to add that audio component even more posts. Um, yeah. Yeah. That could be a lot of work. Yeah. Planners put in a lot of hours, photographers, um, and videographers. It seems like they're really doing a lot of, of backend work and they only have those, they can only work that one day. Right. And we don't have weddings here in, uh, at least I don't <laughs> in January or February or March, you know, um, do you, do you, is your season pretty much April to November? April to November. I mean, there's those occasional, like, you know, a new year's Eve wedding. That's usually yes. a big hot date. Um, it's maybe one or two small elopements, but really the big hitters. Yeah. April through November. Definitely. So how long have you been a, a wedding photographer in Asheville? We moved three years ago. So three years I've been doing the wedding scene in Asheville. Okay. Awesome. And what do you love most about our mountain town? Oh God. It's amazing. I mean, if you've never been to Asheville and just kind of research it, you'll fall in love with just the pictures. I mean, mm -hmm. going out on a hike, what we were saying, you can go have an amazing meal in Asheville. Mm -hmm. And then you can go out and go take a hike with your dogs. And it's just fantastic. It's really kind of the culture of it. I mean, we have a lot of um, people who a little bit more older generation here who come to retire. But the young people who are here, uh, I think we have a really good culture. Um, and we love we generally love being outdoors, nature, pretty nature centered. Um, and it's it's just a good ethos of this town, I think, to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people are moving here. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great things about our area. So Maddie, what do you wish you knew when you started uh, the business? You know, you're still kind of fresh. I mean, you have, you know, uh, many weddings under your belt, I'm sure. Um, but you're, we're, we're both still relatively fresh. We're not nine years in it. Right. So right. we, we kind of still remember our beginning mistakes, or at least I do. Um, <laughs> 
but you know, is there anything that you want to share with maybe other vendors of things you wish you knew when you started? I think this is just with any small business owner. I wish I would have known how consuming it was. You you never kind of turn it off. It's not a nine to five, you know, you don't go and clock in and clock out. You're, you're always working. You're, you're always looking to, to book clients, um, emailing, you know, it just, it doesn't stop. Um, which I, I love, but at the same time, it would be nice just to go home and, and turn it off, but it doesn't, doesn't work that, that way with a small business. You're, you're there all the time. You're, you're grinding away the whole time at it. Um, and that, that is, that's a lot. It's not a small thing to get, to own your own business is not a small feat to walk into. And I wish I could have almost told myself, Hey, like, I know you're, you're, you're excited to do this, but just know this is, you're going all in. Agreed. And, you know, there's a reason why I think only 10% of businesses make it to the 10 year mark <laughs> because it's really, I mean, 10 years is a long time. Like I, there's no, there's no shame in shutting down a business after five years. If you don't, you know, if you're ready to move on there, that's, that's, you know, not the, not my point. It's that it does take a lot. It is wearing and to be a small business owner, you have to wear so many hats and be so dynamic to be sustainable and to right. keep things going. So uh, personally, I like the mix that I have right now, which is the the marketing, you know, the client interaction, the tastings. I love doing my, you know, beer and cocktail tastings. Uh, but I also get to work on the trucks. I am the mechanic for Jack's 47. Um, and then the day of, right, where I'm, you know, hauling the trucks around and pouring drinks and interacting and seeing the ceremony, you know, like that's, that's another part I love. So it's pretty multifaceted, you know, my business, but I've noticed that like, I just don't shut off, especially now because the days are all, um, they're all kind of right. I mean, <laughs> we, as wedding vendors, it's amazing. We have an off season, which, you know, some small businesses don't, you just work all year round. We have this, where we go hardcore from that April to November. And then we have off to really regroup, <laughs> say, do we want to do this again? You know, really re-energize. And then, but weirdly this year, you know, that is extended. We thought we were going into the April, May and, and COVID happened and kind of just extended our, our off season, which I think was very hard for a lot of vendors here locally. I'm sure everyone just feels very strange thinking, oh, this is when we need to be gearing up. We should, we, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, a lot of people are ready to work. I personally, I'm working more now than I was a month a month or two ago <laughs> because I'm I'm like, oh, I have to get all these projects done because I have no distractions, mm. right? Not that a wedding is a distraction, but it's like I don't I have nowhere to go. I have nowhere to be, I have nowhere to go. I can't take a trip. I can't go out to the breweries <laughs> and distract <laughs> myself. That's what I'm more that's what I was trying to say is like I can't distract myself. So I'm here, you know, rebuilding everything and uh, I'm working on this tasting lounge that's on the other side of the, the my desk right here, so people could come in, listen to some you know cool music. I have this old vintage stereo, and I have a draft system, so pouring local beer for folks. I could shake up some you know cocktails, um, so I'm working on that as well. So I'm staying busy, but some folks who don't like photographers, th there's nothing for them to work on. Like you can't work. You've already you've already done all your work for that the past. Right. I mean, it's the first time I've had nothing to edit. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, all year, usually you're just trying to play catch up and yeah. trying to say, Oh, here, Oh, there's nothing, nothing to do. Like, 
can you polish your camera or something (laughs) i'm not that into it yet (laughs) oh man well what do you uh what, what kind of advice do you have for couples getting married in um Asheville i know we talked a little bit about the weather Right. about hotel blocks and lodging. I think a huge thing for couples um, is that you should really connect with your vendor. There, like I was saying, there's so many people you can choose that make sure you're in love with that vendor. Um, make sure, I, I know budget is always a thing and, and that limits you to, to certain vendors, but really I hope you see their work and just love them. Um, creatively and even as a person I mean jump on a call with that vendor and and see if you guys are a good fit as a photographer I'm going to be next to you that whole day we should vibe we should be vibing together if we don't vibe oh that's gonna that's gonna change some things you want to feel the best on your wedding day find people who are going to elevate you up to make you feel that joy not people who are going to remind you of stressors um all that stuff I think in terms of just a wedding day, I would highly recommend a planner, a day of planner. Um, I was one of those people who was like, oh, I don't need that. I, you know, I I had a small wedding, um, under 60 guests, you know, I thought there's nothing that could go wrong, you know, but something always goes wrong. Someone needs to know information that only you have. Then all of a sudden you have, you know, 20 people asking you a question on your wedding day and you're trying to relax and enjoy yourself. Um, get a wedding planner, get someone who, who takes that off of you so you can enjoy your day fully. Um, I don't think I can stress that enough. I, just going to a wedding day and having a bride or a groom, a couple without a planner versus one that has one. Or if you get a wedding planner and say it's your, your aunt Judy or your mom, that, that mom or aunt is not going to enjoy themselves because they are having to take all that stress. So, so have it be someone not related to you um, not a part of your, your <laughs> wedding party at all. Um, hire somebody to do that. That, that is a huge vendor I'm, I'm a supporter of. I was of the same mindset before I started. I'm like, what do these wedding planners even do? Right. <laughs> right. And then I did a wedding. <laughs> They're like, Oh, it's a waste of money. I can yeah. do that until you see the day yep. you don't know. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of the weddings I did in the beginning didn't have planners and you know, that nothing went crazy wrong, but there were points when I'm like, oh my gosh, it would be so wonderful to have a point person right now to orchestrate and make this all happen. Like uh, one time I was driving the truck back from doing a bridal drop off, right? I dropped her off in the truck and the uncle was late and had parked on a one-way street or one-way road. So I couldn't get out. I couldn't leave the ceremony site. So I had to park right. my truck, run back, right? And the ceremony's about to happen. <laughs> run back, find the uncle get the keys, move the car, you know, like, and it was, as I said, nothing bad happened. This wasn't a, it wasn't a dent in the day, but it was just like, oh, the wedding planner just would have not let that uncle park there. So I'm a big believer in at least having that day of coordinator. A lot of planners say, no, you need someone 30 days out, you know, and I get that. I, I agree. You do, you know, you do want someone who has familiarity with the vendors and the venue. You don't just want to throw someone in last minute, but if you have to, it's better than nothing. Right. And then with a wedding planner, that being said, making sure that that planner is aligned with, with how you see your day. I've had weddings where I was taking a picture of the groom and the grandma and the grandma was about ready to give you know, her grandson a hug and tell him how excited, you know, how proud she was of him. And just as she was hugging him, the planner ripped the groom away and said, oh, we don't have time for this. And, and from a standpoint of a photographer, A, I didn't get the picture. That would have been a gorgeous, beautiful photo. 
But more importantly, that moment was gone because they tried to stick by a timeline. Timelines are great, but it's not, it's not the end be all that, that you're meant to have moments at a wedding that sometimes, you know, push this a little farther along, you know, I'm very not often seen weddings that start right on time. And that's just because things get pushed up and it's, it's not a huge deal, but <laughs> very few weddings are by that strict timeline because then moments get cut away. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You need to find vendors that match up with you. And that's been kind of a frustration for me because I have, you know, a lot of people price shop and so I'll get an inquiry online and they'll say, Oh, like, you know, we're getting married here and there. And what's your pricing? And I'm like, don't you want to <laughs> hop on a call and like talk it over and see, you know, and it's not like I'm trying to wrangle them in. And I think that's what's maybe has happened is, you know, you have a, a history of the, the salesperson, you know, being pushy and they're like, Oh, just get you on the phone. And then they, you know, use not so good tactics to make a sale. Right. That's kind of, I think where that fear comes from, but you know, I, I really just want to help folks out. You know, if they figure out that I'm not for them, then I just want to be helpful. And I can't do that just throwing emails back and forth, you know, and some, sometimes, you know, that's how they prefer to communicate and I get it and I'm willing to do that. But when you jump on the phone, you know, it's easy to, to hear things that you, they were not going to type, you know, if, if I hear the tone and their voices that they're just not really excited, I'm like, well, then don't throw down on my mobile bar truck. <laughs> if you don't really want to part, you know, have a, a great party, you probably, you know, and if you don't drink or whatever, you know, you might not want the truck. Um, I think that comes to you know. good business and bad business. I mean, usually for small, small business owners, it's all business is good business. But no, I mean, you, I've had so many weddings where in the beginning more as where I didn't really promote exactly what I was delivering. Um, and so couples weren't really excited about their photography, you know, really it, that wasn't a huge part of their day or, you know, for you, they say they weren't really into cocktails. Well, maybe your money is better spent somewhere else. Like you want a couple who's so excited to have you for your expertise, for what you're bringing to the table. Um, so even though this couple may want you to hire you for your wedding, maybe it's not in your business's best, you know, interest yes. to, to make that sale, you know, and at the end of the day. Totally agreed. Yeah. There's a wedding planner I just interviewed and she suggested that couples should figure out their top three priorities and put their money there. Right. Cause most, most, uh, couples do not have an unlimited budget, <laughs> you know, 100%. right. <laughs> I mean, maybe they can spend a hundred grand. Right. And that's, but that's still limited. That's, that's not a million. A hundred percent. Right you know, and most couples spend anywhere from what, 10 to 30, right? 10 to 40, whatever. Where it can get tricky is a lot of times that might not be their money. So their say might not be, you know, so maybe it's mom saying, Hey, mm -hmm. you need to get a certain caterer. Hey, you need to, because, and then when it's hard for them to fight back, cause that's not their money to spend. I mean, that's really hard. Yeah. Um, so it's hard either way, hard if your money, it's hard if it's not your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's a better day when they focus on the things they actually care about. You know, if they, if they just want mountain views and a photographer and they don't, they just want to do an elopement like that, they need to realize that and, and stick with that, you know, but if they want to have all their friends and family there, uh, you know, I'm biased for saying this, but the bar is a big part of that. You know, the open bar is a big part. And if you don't have a good, a great bar, then, you know, your wedding might not go as planned. I, I once heard of a bartender. 
I didn't know them. It was actually a wedding guest who told me this story. And he was like, oh man, you're great. Like one time I was at this wedding and uh, we had flasks and the bartender called the cops on us. What? what? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> who does that? And you know, I'm not saying there's anyone in Asheville would do that, but like there's bartenders out there that would do that, right? So if you really care about your guests having a great experience during the party, then the bar is a, a big part of that, right? But if you just care about food, Focus your money on the food, you know? Get a heck of or, a cater, right? Yeah, or live band. I had a buddy um, get married last year, went to his wedding, and he had the most amazing live band. It was like 10-piece live band, you know? It and that's what they wanted. That's what they cared about. A live band is amazing for morale during a wedding. Oh, when, when a band can get you up there and get everyone dancing, oh, that that's hard to beat right there. I agree, I agree. And it's, you know, it can, they can be pricey, but you know, it's, I think it's worth it if you can, right, right. If you can make it happen. Um, so Maddie, uh, anything in the works for the near future? Do you have any projects you're working on or anything that's, you know, changing in the business that you want to share? I had so many things planned and then, uh, you know, everyone's business kind of got turned around. So all my big plans kind of got pushed out another year. Um, but other than photography, I do videography as well. So I, I kind of try to hone my craft it at both, even though I'm mainly photography, I try to um, give couples if they want a side videography package. So I always try to offer my couples something extra. Um, How do you do that? How do you do both at the same time? So as a photographer, I always have two cameras on me and each camera is able to go back and forth between photo and video. So I'll capture that, that moment and then I'll switch to video and get a video portion as well. Um, and then while the ceremony is happening, I have, a third camera that I'll sit in the way back and which will actually video, I, I audio up um, either the bride or groom or who, whoever, sometimes even the officiant. So I have that going. Um, and it's, it's actually, not, it, it is a challenge. Like it's not those days are when I know I'm doing both photo and video. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta shield up for that. Um, but you just have to focus, get both. It's a lot of data. When I come home and download that, that is, I back up that five, tenfold. Um, yeah. it, it's a really interesting process though, because videography is just wildly different from photos. Yeah. Um, just such a different feeling, putting music behind it, hearing someone say their vows. Wow, like, like it, it's, just, it's a different experience. Um, and I love both of it. It's, it's just a different type of storytelling. Um, so I, in the days that I don't book something for photos, I open myself up as a business to book for videography. So it's just a way to be more dynamic as a business. Um, and I, I love both of them, they're great. I love a video. I think it's it's on par with the live band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll make you cry. There's people who watch you know, their wedding video on a random Tuesday because it's just a good tearjerker to, to remember that beautiful day, um, sit there for three minutes and see that. And it's easy to send and share with people. Right. Whereas those 500 photos, you have to pick through, figure out which ones you want to send to someone with that video. It's like, there it is. Put it out there and people, yeah, I love, I love video. Um, and I'm, I haven't done a wedding where they've had video yet, at least to my knowledge. <laughs> it is the last uh, vendor to really be booked because, because it, it's not a necessity. Your photos, you know, are always viewed as a necessity, which I agree with, but video is, is if I have the extra budget. And that's usually what goes through. So it's usually the last thing booked. Um, and Which I think should is maybe going to change in the next few years. 
it is one of the biggest regrets for couples after the wedding that they say they wish they would have put money aside for and that they regret not having a video. Um, Cause they'll see their pictures at the end and they'll be like, Oh, that was great. I'm reliving it. But to relive it through video, it's just, it's just very different. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That's the, uh, the regret of this, the year for couples. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Um, to just really make sure you're in love with your, your vendors for your wedding, do your homework and ask them the questions that really matter. Not just what you Googled, what to ask your bartender, what to ask your photographer, really ask them questions that are important that, that have to do with your day. Um, and, and find those people that are going to make your day amazing. That's great advice. Maddie, thanks so much for jumping on Pistons and Prosecco with me. I'm going to put a link to your website and Instagram in the show notes so people can see that and enjoy the virtual, as I call it, virtual petting zoo that you <laughs> offer. Um, and I'm looking forward to our next wedding together, hopefully sooner rather than later. Take care, Maddie, and thanks again for jumping on. Thank you.